Hold on. <laughs> I was going to say, none of that was usable. I was like, wait a minute. Is that none of what we talked about before was usable. <laughs> what do you mean? We can't talk about booty call in the opening of a thing? Yeah, we could. <laughs> <laughs> wait, we should now do that from now on. Talk about a movie that we're not going to talk about for like two seconds. <laughs> that could be kind of funny. Oh, booty call. <laughs> there was like three se- three so sets. Wistful. There were three sets in Booty Call. There were two apartments and a gas station. And that's it. And, and, that a, and a hospital. In a hospital. So there's four things. Yeah. And then prob. Oh no, there was a Chinese restaurant. They they did have a double date in a Chinese restaurant. Oh, that movie was all. That movie was all <laughs> over the place. It, it doesn't. It was a, a walk and talk. It doesn't have a coherent story. It was just kind of things happening. Yeah, it's literally about two guys trying to have sex with two girls that don't want to have sex with them. Right. And then they do have sex with them, and I was kind of confused by that. Yeah, they just end up doing it anyway. And I think he ends up using the saran wrap condom. That's got to not feel good for both of them. (laughs) Yeah, I would think so. Well, at least I wasn't glad. Or some sort of joke. I meant to make a joke there. (laughs) You were halfway to a joke. Halfway to a joke, and it got a little hefty. That's anyway, booty, that's booty <laughs> <laughs> My name is Bradley Jones. I'm Andrew Moldenhauer. And I'm Andy Hubert. And this is not a movie review podcast, but a podcast where we try to recall the events of a film that we haven't seen in a very, very long time. This is what we remember about The Cable Guy. Were there two or three bad guys in Home Alone? And who was that forgetful fish in Finding Nemo? Join as we're watching films see what we remember and what memories we kill let's start the show here we go this is what we remember so this the movie is... opens on a static screen yeah yeah it does. A, t- a tv like distorted picture because ferris bueller can't doesn't have a reception. He just moved into a new apartment. So this is a Ferris Bueller movie? Ferris, yeah, Ferris, Ferris Bueller's, Bueller's Cable Guy. Ferris Bueller's stars in the Cable Guy film. <laughs> okay. Yeah, Matthew Broderick. Matt- oh, yeah. yeah, he's waiting for the Cable Guy to show up. Right. Okay. But also, he just moved into this apartment because I think he broke he up broke with up his girlfriend? With, with yes. uh, the... Judd Apatow's wife. What? Well, Ma- oh, yeah, Leslie Mann. Leslie Mann. Leslie Mann, I think yeah. they're... Uh, now, did they break up? Because I feel like they remember them saying that they're just like on a break or yeah, something. Yeah, they, they were just taking a break. They were separate. They were doing a Ross and, Ross and Rachel thing. Okay. <laughs> That's a Friends reference over oh, my head. Oh, boy. Oh, come on, So, Andy. Matthew Broderick has to wait... Between like hours of like nine and five for the cable guy, and he basically spends all day doing it, and he ends up giving up and taking a shower. Is that a montage of him like waiting around? I think so. Passage of time. Yeah. And so he takes a shower, and that's when the cable guy shows up. Of course, that's because, how it always works. How it always works. Um, also, uh, Ben Stiller as a cameo, and he directed the directed, and I think he maybe wrote it too, but he for sure directed the film. Yeah, um, okay. I think maybe Judd Apatow wrote it with somebody. Um, ben, and St- ben Stiller plays two roles. Yeah, he plays essentially yeah, right. the. Um, uh, who are those? Like he plays like a, essentially a real person. Yeah, the uh, the real twins. Oh. It's like I don't what know exactly, but it's two twin brothers that murdered their parents. Yes, right. Which is based off a real case that was happening at the time. Yeah, the Menendez brothers. I think that sounds right. The Menendez. I'll go brothers. with it. Right? Is that, is that their name in the movie, or is no, that that's their case, the real, the real life case, real case that was happening during the time. That it kind of plays off of. Okay. So. The cable guy shows up. 
Yeah, and it's Jim Carrey, and he's actually actually acting like he's indignant a little bit, or like he was the one that should be upset because he comes in all huffy and puffy. Because okay. he like made him knock a couple times. Yeah. But then he like ends up making a joke where he's just like pulling his leg. And that's kinda like the gimmick of yeah, the cable guys. Right. Like he yeah. acts for, you don't know when he's being serious or when he's joking. Yeah, you can never really get a good feel for his emotions or who he is. Mm-hmm. Definitely he has a he has a nice lisp. Yep. He's got a list that plays oh, a yeah. that plays a role in the film. His name is Chip Douglas, I think. Well he has yes, which is a mate which is a made up name yes. to find out. Yeah, yeah. It's not who he is. Yeah. So he hooks up uh Say, uh, Ferris Bueller's cable, and like Ferris Bueller's like, hey, you know, I know a guy that gave his cable guy fifty bucks. Yeah, I feel like someone oh, oh, at yeah. his work or something J- told him to ask Jack about Black it. at Jack his Black. work. Yeah, told him to slip the guy a fifty to get free cable channels. Because um, uh, actually, he calls Jack Black at the start of the film to kind of like explain the exposition of him being on the break, moving into the apartment. That's where he gets that. Okay. All. Okay. And then Jim Carrey's not happy though with his fifty bucks. Right. He 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 throw this is the one of the things where like you don't know if he's being serious or real. But he ends up like calling him out on it and then Matthew Broder tries to backpedal. But then Jim Carrey just lets it go and it's like, Yeah, I can do that for you. Okay. Cause they're pals. Mm-hmm. Cause he says, like, I mean, we're basically pals. So right? he he kind of did him this favor of giving him these other free channels. Right, and this is where he like he's indebted to Jim Carrey for the rest of the film. Because yeah. Because one little mistake. Right. Well, he said, and I think he specifically says, like, yeah, yeah, for, like, a pal, I'll do that, because we're pals now. And that, like, because that comes back at the very end of the movie. Um, so yeah, at cool first, I that. think, like, Matthew Broderick's kind of, like, confused by them being pals. Like, he's... Well, he's, he's, well, very... he's just like, yeah, sure, whatever. Yeah. Um, he doesn't think much of it, but he's also, like... This guy's kind of weird. Right. Yeah, we're not really pals. Jim Carrey doesn't have any friends, but so, like, he'll, like, leech on to any relationship he can get his, his grubby mitts on. Yeah. So, now, does he... Does Jim Carrey, like, leave right after this? After giving him these free channels? Because I, I wrote down that I thought that he called him back later. To hang out? I to, think. like, hang out or something like that. Well, I know um, I know Matthew Broderick is trying to get the cable installed because I think Leslie Mann is coming over to watch. Oh, no, that, that happens oh. later. Are they going to watch Mad About You? <laughs> <laughs> no, that actually, to see that comes up later where, like, Jim Carrey, like, gets mad at Matthew Broderick and pulls his cable out right when she's about to come over. But, yeah, okay. yeah. Um, so I think they have to just hang out. And do they go to Medieval Times first, or do they throw the big party in his apartment first? I think they go to Medieval Times yeah. before the party. I, I wrote that they went to Medi- Medieval Times first. He does his Silence of the Lambs impression. Right, and he also does the Star Trek song. That's one of my favorite... I thought that happened after the party. If we do not fight to the death, they will kill us I feel like he invited him to that basketball game before Medieval Times. That's afterwards. It is? Yeah. So Jim Carrey has all these, like, hookups because he's giving out free cable to, like, everybody. Yeah, he's like, so, so everybody owes him favors. So he gets all this, like, sweet stuff. and He, he starts he's, like, buying friendship. Yeah, yep. so he starts, like, yeah, so he hooks Matthew Broderick up with all this gear because they're buddies. Uh, unbeknownst oh, yeah. to Matthew Broderick, essentially. Yeah, he, yeah, he gets him, like, a sweet package deal, like a sound system and a bigger television. Yeah. All this, okay. all this kick-ass and that, stuff. And that's, that's when he has the party. That's when he has the party with the karaoke machine and the huge sound system and the TV. And he does, yeah, the, um, what's this, the song... Don't You Want Somebody to Love. love. Yes, that's you, right. Do you think that the party happened before Medieval Times? I don't know. I forget if it did or not. Okay. I'm gonna go, I'm gonna 
throw it out there and say that Medieval Times happens first. I think so, too. Okay. I'll buy that. What do you think? Sure. Okay. That sounds fine. All right. We're all on the same page, then. Yeah. We're all on the same page, Master. <laughs> um, so, Jim Carrey hires a prostitute, unbeknownst to, to Matthew yes. Broderick, to sleep with him that night. Matthew Broderick's like, oh, I just... You know, I had something going that night, and Jim Carrey's like, well, you, I got this one, you'll get the next one. Matthew Broderick's like, what the heck are you talking about? It's like, well, I hired a prostitute, you, you get the next one. And He thought that this girl was totally, with, yeah, totally just into, into him. him. Yeah. yeah, Matthew Broderick was just getting out of a bad relationship. She, he thought he was um, turned a corner with this girl. But, and this yeah. girl's, like, super cute. She's, like, short, blonde-haired, punk-rocky girl. But Matthew Broderick, after he finds out that it's a prostitute, he still goes with it. Nope. He doesn't find he out does until not, the morning after. Yeah, he goes with the, oh. the morning after is when because he's like making breakfast and he's in a really good mood. Yeah, okay. And that's when the bombshell gets dropped on. But Jim Carrey's character is taking photos of this. Yep. So yeah, that, over, that yeah, he took photos of it with the prostitute um, and other stuff. So yeah, like at this point, Matthew Broderick gets really mad, throws the cable guy out, and is like, "I never want to see you again. You're a terrible person. I hate you." And okay. then it starts to get weird. So, but all the people at the party are like people that Jim Carrey knows. Not, yes. Yeah, not that's that it. Matthew. Broderick Except knows. Jack Black is there right at the beginning, because um, he'd been invited by Matthew Broderick's character, and he's kind of like, I don't know, this is kind of weird, man. And he like takes off early, I think. Okay. Um, but other than that, everyone is from the yeah one of the cable guys' buddies. They're like hookups essentially. Okay. To get him all the sweet stuff. So then. Um, I think that Leslie Mann and is back to being interested in Matthew Broderick, or like she's starting to call him again, or he's calling her. I don't know what happens first because I think she mentions to him that she's she might be ready to like. Oh, oh she goes on a date with Owen Wilson before she ends up going out with him. Oh, yeah. and, and I that, totally forgot about and that. That's, so I think I think I don't think they're I think they're in good terms in this moment in the film. Even after the prostitute shenanigans, yeah. Um, well, because he doesn't mention that. To well, her at here, all. here's the thing: yeah. like maybe the prostitute thing happens, and Matthew Broderick gets really upset, and so Jim Carrey decides to help him out by going to um, to sabotage the date. Sabotage oh. his date. That's right. I think that's. I don't think. Okay. But does he tell Matthew Broderick he's going to do that, no. or does he just go do? No, that? he, he just doesn't tell him. Does okay. Yeah, because that scene's amazing when he beats up Owen Wilson. Yeah, in the he bathroom. wears a goofy mustache. And yes. Owen Wilson, when you watch the film, is laughing. During like scenes where he should not be laughing, like he's got a smile on his face. <laughs> okay, I have to, I have to watch I'm that. interested yeah. to check that back out. But he like beats the crap. Oh yeah, out he, of he him. puts his Just face on like the him. air blower and like blows in his mouth and like makes fun of him. And there's like a jazz tune playing in the background. Yeah, okay, we just like, well, like he gets destroyed. You're like, oh yeah, he gets some air blown in his mouth and he has I to mean, listen like, to some like jazz. Play. Yeah, he gets his like, face smashed into the uh, sink and stuff. Oh too. yeah, oh, yeah, he gets, he gets destroyed. But uh, that is the second time because he does do the, like he does the Star Trek music earlier in the film, and then at the very end of this one because there's that jazz music playing while he's beat him up at the end. He like does some like pretend trumpet with the jazz music too, and it's really good. Both those times are awesome. Jim yeah. Carrey's amazing in this movie. Yeah, he, this is one of his best performances. It's, yeah, I think. he's really good. Um, he really is inside the head of this character. Yeah. So, destroys Owen Wilson, ruins the date. But uh, the, it, it gets, like, reported on TV, because there's, like, news cameras and everything, yeah. like, as this guy's getting wheeled out. Yeah, and there's even, like, a, a photo of the guy, and it is Jim Carrey with a bad mustache. And, and Matthew Broderick sees, sees it. it. Yeah. yeah, but he still, like, isn't maybe totally convinced Well, because it's, like, big, he, the, the sketch is big sunglasses and the mustache, so mm-hmm. you can't really recognize him. Yeah. Okay. 
So, um, does Matthew Matthew Broderick finds out about this that the Jim Carrey like I don't think he does. I don't think he does. Yeah, I think that's just or if he does, it's not later until the cable guy's like explaining all the things he does yeah, for him. I don't think he ever finds out about that. But, but Leslie Mann ends up wanting to get back with him. And he starts kind of trying to push the cable guy away because things are kind of coming back together in his life. Like, right. he's like, oh, he, he, got, for one he got like person. a promotion at his job. And yeah, Leslie Mann said she's ready to start having a relationship again. And yeah, then he, she like is going to come over for to watch a thing because he tells her yeah. he's got this cable hookup. Mm-hmm. Um, and she's like, oh, well, I, maybe I can come over sometime and watch a movie with you. And he's like, Netflix and chill, baby. There's also a moment, I think, where... Um, oh, so the cable guy goes over to Leslie Mann's apartment and gives her free cable. And she, he says that it's from uh, Matthew Broderick's character. Yes, that I think does that, happen. That might instigate. And then has a really creepy scene where he's like... Matthew Broderick calls him while he's there, I think. And he's in the air duct. And he like takes the call from Matthew Broderick, and there's an awesome shot where it's like just he's like laying down, and he pretends to put Matthew Broderick on hold, so he's just like singing hold music into the phone, and like a spider just walks across that, his no, face. That's a, that's a, isn't that a part later where he's like turning into like creepy, creepy dude? No, that's when he's at this point, that's when yeah. he's at her apartment to hook up her cable because he's like crawling around in the vents and uh, at her place. There's a spider that crawls across his. There's a spider yeah. that just crawls straight across his I face while happened, he's on the I phone. I think that happens him. later. Okay. Or maybe it happens, um, it happens, okay, it happens when Matthew Broderick calls him to help him when the cable goes out. Oh, maybe. Because he's all, you know, creepy. But yeah, so she was supposed to come over to watch something, and the cable guy is mad. So yeah, he like, makes the cable go out so that Matthew Broderick has to call him to get the cable back. Mm -hmm. Okay. And he's got a, a giant cable in his hand, too, I think. And it's just like, oh, it's just for effect. And it's just like a... Yes, yeah, he's like, I think I found your problem. But yeah, he's like, oh, this is just a thing. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Okay, we kind of skipped over Medieval Times sure. completely. Sure, want to talk about Medieval Times? Yeah, for a second. <laughs> I mean, that's like one of my so, favorite sequences. I've been to Medieval Times. Me, me too. And yep. it's incredible. It is awesome. very fun. It's the most fun. Uh, see, they go to just to hang out as friends. Yeah. And like... I, I think because like, and, and the cable guy explains that he hooked up like the the, red the jousters, yeah, all the jousters and stuff to so let that, them like, fight. The, I think like Matthew Broderick is pressured into going to this medieval. Yes, thing. he doesn't really want to. Yeah, he feels obligated for the cable hookup. I think, and it feels kind of weird while he's there. And Janine Garofalo has a cameo as the waitress. Yep, at mm-hmm. medieval times, and she is not happy to be serving food at that place. Yes, <laughs> yeah, because <laughs> I remember the the lines that she has where she. Where he asked for like a fork and yeah. knife to cut it up, and he's like, "She's like, this is medi- medieval times. Like they don't have forks and knives." And then, it's, yeah, there, there and then he's like, "Well, no somewhere did they have Pepsi? Is not at, yeah. at medieval times? Yeah." And he's like, "Oh, so they didn't have silver, but they had Pepsi." And yeah. she's like, "Give me a break, man." And Jim Carrey <laughs> is trying to talk all like medieval timesy at her yep. too, it's and she's not thing. thrilled about yes. it. No. Calls um, her calls her a wench or something like that. Uh, he takes the skin off his like chicken leg. Yeah, that's a weird. Puts it over his face. Puts it on his face and he does the Silence of the Lambs is like joke. Yes. Um, and then gets the two legs selected like to joust against each other. Um, which they don't actually do because that's really dangerous to joust. They just like use the <laughs> the lance and catch rings. Yeah. And, like do like weird things like that to actually hit somebody with one of those things is 
terribly dangerous. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> but they're like actually fighting and everything. Yeah, I think Once, Jim yeah, Carrey is wanting well, to hurt him. Because well, they go down and he's like, oh, okay, we'll just like pretend to fight. And then like Jim Carrey's like actually trying to kill him. He's like, what are you doing? And that's he does like the Star Trek reference. Mm-hmm. He pulls out a mace and just goes to town like swinging at him. Singing the Star Trek theme. Yeah. I mean, he just like his character is just all about going overboard yes. on everything. Like taking things way too far. Um, like Kurt Russell, he went overboard. I also think Matthew Broderick ends up winning that fight and like, yes. getting the respect of um, okay Jim Carrey. They actually have a fun time. I and almost he felt like, says, like that. I think that's when they become friends. Like when yeah, they they're the walking out, he's like, "That was actually like a lot, a lot of fun." Yeah, okay. They generally had a good time. So eventually, there's also a, a that basketball game. Yeah, where he's really mean to all of Matthew Broderick's friends and like, yeah, he like, too tough. He breaks the backboard. Yeah, he like smashes the backboard like shit, like body slamming dudes out. And, but also like he steps on Jack Black's back to be able to do that. Yeah, Jack um, Black's back. Yeah, which was a little weird to say. <laughs> Jack Black's backpack. He becomes Jack Black's backpack. <laughs> That's my new band. <laughs> That's my new band is Jack Black's backpack. <laughs> Uh, so Jack Black never liked the cable guy ever. No. So he eventually is just like, like tells Matthew Broderick like I'm out of here as long as he's around. Right. Um, and Matthew Broderick's like, no, don't go. This is a very no, early role for Jack Black. Yeah, I mean he's kind of young. Yeah, I mean, not like Pitfall commercial young, but <laughs> yeah, he had done. I think it was Neverending Story three. He was in Airborne. What's uh, Airborne? Airborne's a really fun skating movie in okay. the nineties that came out. Right. About a kid who's like a good surfer, but an okay uh, skating guy, and he gets to move to Minnesota where there are no waves, so he so has to rely on. Are you sure this isn't Johnny oh. Tsunami you're thinking about? <laughs> no, it's, just a kid. it's just called Airborne. That's like the exact same plot for Johnny Tsunami. It's a solid, solid film. Um, well, then so is Johnny Tsunami. <laughs> oh, it is. It's Disney Channel original film. <laughs> uh, but yeah, no, they, so, so Jack Black sort of takes off. Um, and In his rocket pack? Jack yeah. Black's rocket pack. <laughs> <laughs> so what? Uh, where does Matthew Broderick work? Like he he has an office job. I think he's like an architect. Is he an architect? Or I think he works for like an architecture firm. I know there's a moment where he his work gets like sabotaged when Jim Carrey's going on his vengeance streak. Yes, and he sends maybe like an audio he clip send, or he sends a video clip, clip of him talking to the Leslie Mann when they're on their movie date. Right, okay. Because yeah. he, when he came to fix the stuff, he'd also wired up like cameras camera and microphone in the house. Yeah. And yeah, caught him talking about his boss's hair plugs. Um, and his, so he has so that... So he sends that to every computer yeah, in the company. And there's a scene where Matthew Broderick's like running around trying to get to the, uh, to the boss's office before he sees it. Yeah, yeah. they, they play like, a, that awesome, uh, um, white zombie song. It's like... More human than human? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Wow. Wow. That song is great. It's only three, like... That song is fantastic. So so good. It's it was nineties good. That's for sure. It still holds up. So so that's like so now he's on the sabotage. So yeah. So Matthew Broderick gets fired. That song doesn't play during the movie though. Okay. Well, I mean, I thought it might have, (laughs) but he's on this like sabotage kick because Leslie Mann's getting all of his attention. And don't they? 
somehow have like a tift again because Leslie Mann's going out with Jim Carrey's character. Yeah, no, they all go to a family party. Yeah. at at Matthew uh, Broderick's oh, family. But doesn't she invite him? Yes, she invites Chip because she likes Chip. Yeah. yeah, she likes Chip because she she just thinks he's over, like Matthew Broderick's overreacting when he tells her that well, he's, he's doing all this. He's stuff. playing a character. He's like wearing like a a blue sweater and like a, yeah. a button up shirt that's like. Like tucked in and everything, he's like very and like. He so he wins over like all his family. Yeah. Bob Odenkirk is one of the brothers. Oh, I'm not sure yeah. who the other cameos are. Maybe they're people I would know, but um, for sure Bob Odenkirk's in the. In and the, then they play like okay. porno password with his parents, and he's very uncomfortable doing it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, Jim Carrey's insistence they wanted to play this game. So when I saw that scene when I was a kid, I had like no idea what was going on, <laughs> like what yeah. the words were, or like why they were dirty. The scene is just all around very uncomfortable to like sit and watch. Yeah, yeah. Because there's a lot of whispering. I think whispering's gross. For some reason. Like, <laughs> oh, really? Look at that film. Yeah, yeah. But we're gonna start whispering to you all the time, Brad. <laughs> yeah, right up. <laughs> because Jim, Jim Carrey does that, where he gets right, right in into Matthew Broderick's ear and just loud. And, and, well, oh, he's, he's, and he overruns. He's like the password. Maybe it's a combination word. Maybe it's a whisper that I. Yeah, that like. could be because it a feels whisper? like he. Yeah. <laughs> It feels like he'd be spitting right on the side of your face. Yeah. Did you just make yeah. up a word? And I'm like, I want the news, not the weather, Lisper. You made, you made up a word, Brad. A Lisper. A Lisper. I like that. Um, and so finally he has a, like, Broder has a freak out where he's like, can you all see that he's crazy? And everyone's like, you're really overreacting. And he gets mad and storms out. Just say the word clitoris. <laughs> yeah. That is one of the words. Yeah, okay. he's like, just because I'm your mother doesn't mean I don't know what these yeah. are. And eight-year-old Brad had no idea what that no, was. No <laughs> I don't even know. I bet, that, I, bet that I, that asked, now. I bet I saw this movie as a kid and asked my parents exactly yeah. what all these things were, and they're like, oh, son of a bitch. <laughs> like, Eight, eight-year-old Brad probably shouldn't know what yeah. <laughs> And now your your parents ask you what a rim job is based off like, like Fifty Shades of Grey. Like, what's a like, mom? Like, and I'm like, oh boy, I I don't know. I cannot do this with you guys right now. Just just Google it. Just Google. <laughs> That's what the internet's for, Mom. <laughs> Put it in uh, incognito mode in Google. <laughs> um, okay, so what? He, Go ahead. So after this point, uh, I, th- I feel like the the culmination of like the vengeance stuff is when um, the, all the stuff that Jim Carrey had given to Matthew Broderick, like suddenly the police show up saying it's all stolen. Like Ooh. reported stolen, and the guy, one of the police who shows up, is one of the who was at the party. He's like also one of Jim, Car- like one yeah. of the cable guy's friends that he hooked up. So is he a plant? Is he like yes. doing a favor for Jim? Carrey? Correct, and that happens yeah. a lot in this film. Every time something, and so he like he arrests Matthew Broderick, so he's in jail, and that's when like I think Jack Black comes to kind of bail him out, and he explains. Well, well Jack Black says over the phone that Chip Douglas never yeah, existed. He he realizes that it's like a TV yeah. character. Yeah, maybe I think that is F. I don't know if it's before or after he goes to jail, but there's a scene where Matthew Brock's in jail and Jim Carrey puts his nipple on the window. Oh, yeah. Oh, Bailey. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> Which, for the longest time, I was like, this has got to be a reference to some movie, but and I couldn't figure it out. I don't even know what it is currently. It's from, I actually it's, saw what it was from recently, and I still don't remember It's what from it was. a movie called Midnight Express? Yeah, I think, I think you're right. Something I something along right. those lines. With, um... <clears throat> oh, never, it doesn't matter. I can't even think of the guy's yeah, name. Yeah. But Tom Cruise. I don't, even, I don't know. <laughs> it's someone really obvious. It's it's Channing Tatum. Right? It's like William something. He's William, like, William Smith. He's he's what? an alien. William. Mm. I don't know. Oh boy. Not William Hurt. <laughs> I'm, anyway, I'm William Hurting trying to think of this guy's name. 
I'm trying to I'm trying to weave in a lot of bad jokes. In this. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like I was this is a Brad special. I've been doing enough bad jokes in these podcasts, so um, I'm getting them all out now. Just do it. Just, <laughs> just get, get them, them out. out. Getting them out there. But okay, so so Jack Black works for like a news agency, and that's how he has access to like all these like records and stuff. So he's able to do a ton of research and discover that um, Jim Carrey's character has a bunch of aliases that he's used at to work for different cable companies in the area mm-hmm. and that he's not actually like act- with any company right now. Yeah, he's not employed by any Because company. they've all fired him because he's crazy. But he goes through like a list of names and they're all like from te- television shows. Yes, they're all from old television shows. That is, so these are all the aliases he's using. And do, do we get a flashback? Am I making this up? Of Jim Carrey as a kid and like Kathy Griffin's yes. his mom? I don't know if that's his mom, but I remember his mom is basically like uses the TV as his babysitter. Yeah, She's I think like, it's Kathy Griffin, but and so okay. that's kind of explained why he's so messed up is because his mom was never there. He, he was, was watched. He was television. raised by TV, so he's always like imagining himself in all these shows. So I I don't know if I'm like completely jumping a bunch of stuff, but. I think that, like, kind of what happens near the end is um, his girlfriend gets kidnapped and he has to go to a giant satellite. Jim, Jim Carrey kidnaps her. Yeah, Jim Carrey yeah. does. The, he uses the same line under that he told Matthew Broderick when he showed him, which is like he, taking him to the information superhighway. Yeah, and he shows Matthew Broderick that earlier in the film. Yes, the same antenna, right? Like, to like giant, giant antenna dish. Okay. And so he hears where she, like, he was like, oh, no, she says something about the information superhighway. And he's like, oh, I know where he took her. Okay. And so he races there to stop him. And she's, up until this point, still had no clue that he was crazy. Yeah. Right. Until um, he gets up there and tries to murder her. Yes. So they're on this giant, like, satellite, or is it a, is it a satellite it's dish? A satellite yeah, it's dish. like a giant satellite dish. Yeah. Okay. So this is where they have their, their big fight. Like, they literally have, like, a fist fight. Yep. And he's, like, wrestling with, with Jim Carrey. Uh, and there's some really great moments. Like, he punches the lisp out of yeah. him. Which, because earlier, he'd given him a set a of gift. tapes. Yeah, a set of tips to try to help him with his... He's yeah. like, my brother's a speech therapist. And these are, like, these are, and these are his tapes. And he says they're supposed to be really good. Maybe um, he gives him those tapes, like, right at the beginning. Yeah, it is, to try to, friendship. like... Yeah. yeah. And then that's when Jim Carrey's like, wow, this guy is really nice. He maybe cares I about should, me. Yeah, maybe we should be friends, and I should become his friend and take advantage of him like I right. do everybody else. Um, but then he knocks the list back into Yeah, he knocks the list back a, into him with, with the counterpunch. You thought about that. Yeah. Something like it's that like happens. worse. Yeah, it's like way worse. <laughs> and it's like torrential raining this whole time too. So the dish starts like filling with water. Okay. Um, and I like at one point oh, he like... Oh, she's like tied up and everything so she can yeah, she's drown. Well, she's tied up I feel like on like this the top of like I thought there was a thing where she might have been drowning. Well, I feel like there's a part where he, like, uh, the cable guy's drowning. Dumping him in the water? Yeah, Yeah. he's, like, pushing him in the water. Oh, jeez. And he punches the cable guy, and he kind of, like, goes unconscious and floats away. And so then he climbs up to rescue her. Okay. Um, And then the cable guy comes back. Then he comes back, yeah. And they have a fight at the very top of the tower, like, the of the point that's above the dish. Um, And they're fighting on this thing, and that's when he... Like, finally knocks the cable off, and he falls right onto, like, this pointy receiver bit. Kind of like, uh, I'm trying to think of, like, Goldeneye or something. Like, the little, this, like, this pointy piece that hangs over the, like, the dish. And he, like, falls on that. And okay. Looked, and you're like, oh, God, he got impaled. And but it, he didn't get impaled. It's well, just, like, a little bit to the side of it. And it, over the whole movie, they've been watching this trial of the two twin brothers. The Menendez, Yeah, who've been brothers. still in place. And, like, right when they're about to read the jury yeah, verdict. We go all around the world seeing all the different countries paying attention to this trial. And he, right when he falls on that piece, it knocks out all the TV. 
And so oh. no one gets to hear what the what the verdict was. And then all these people have like a, oh, maybe I can do something. Like one person picks up a book and it's like... And that person oh. is Kyle Gass. Oh, yes, you're right. He is. Okay. Um, he picks up a book. He's like, hmm. And starts to just... Re- like suddenly people realize there's things other than TV out there. Uh, and it's, it's actually a really funny bit. Uh, but yeah, then you go back and find out that he didn't get impaled. He fell right next to it. And like a helicopter shows up. Yeah, to airlift him off... Um, the satellite dish. Yeah, but then he also he. But there's a guy that makes he makes friends like the guy, the yeah. The guy in the the paramedic yeah. is like, "You're gonna be all right, buddy." He's like, "It's okay, pal." And he's like, "Am I really your pal?" <laughs> yeah. He's like, "Sure." It, it starts, and then again. he like gives the creepy smile and like, yeah, yeah, that's the end, and yeah. it's so good. It's so good. He might break the fourth wall and look at the camera, but I'm not sure about that. He might. Yeah. I'm gonna say he does. I think he does. Yeah, I think he might. Um, I okay, so I I want to jump back to the Menendez brothers. Yeah, sure. I was thinking about that for a long time. Like, I never could remember like what the point was of that story. But now that it, now that you're saying that, um, like all the cable got knocked out, like that kind of makes sense. Like the whole thing is about how people are just kind of like self obsessed with what's going on in mm-hmm. other people's lives because yeah. through TV, right? Uh, and yeah, and that over through the course of the movie, everyone's been addicted to watching this trial on TV, and it's like mm-hmm. like this sort of theater of life, yeah, um, kind of thing. Is this movie, I like that. Though. Is this movie an overall send up of something else, like Fatal Attraction or another movie like that? It could certainly be very similar to Fatal Attraction. Yeah, I could see is, that. Which is like a character who's lying about being pregnant and like yeah. kind of destroying this guy's life. Um, but it's done in such a way where it's just its own, it stands on its own leg. It's an original film. It's like a, yeah, it's, it's just like a comedy version of Fatal Attraction in a way. But more dark, I would say, like comedy. Like it, it doesn't veer, there is, there are funny moments, but there are also very frightening moments in the film. Yeah, and I, I feel like they're probably frightening because there are comic moments and you're not expecting them. You're expecting comedy throughout the entire right, time. Right, right. But you get a dark tone. Yeah. yeah. And I was telling Which, Brad, like, a lot of people went into this expecting a normal Jim Carrey comedy and it turned out to be like this dark thriller kind of. In yeah, a way. which seems more effective. I have seen most of Fatal Attraction and the entire movie is just. It's supposed to be drama, but then it gets into a point where it's just like. It's melodramatic and it. It kind of gets at you to the point where you're like, this doesn't seem real. Uh, I don't feel scared by a lot of this. It's just more of the same stuff over and over and over. Mm. Like, I like that this movie is more varied in terms of uh, emotional tone. Yeah. Um, and yeah, there are some really funny moments, but there's also some really dark ones, too. And it's, I think it's a, like I said, I think Jim Carrey does an, a phenomenal job in this movie. He's so good. Yeah. Um, and I, I think, think a lot of people do really well. Oh, yeah. yeah. The whole Broderick cast is, oh, wow, is yeah. really such solid. A, such a well-cast film. Yeah. I'm not, like, crazy about Matthew Broderick as a as an actor, but there's a couple roles where he just plays, like, a good, just, like, straight guy who doesn't really have, like, much of an arc. Like, I I think he's, like, a good straight man uh, and can play off of people who are more wacky or yeah. crazy. Which, I mean, that's kind of how the well, the producers was when they were in the musical together. Nathan Lane's the over-the-top guy, and he's yeah. the straight man. Um, so I totally would agree with that. Also Godzilla. Yeah, you know, he's the straight guy. He's like, he's like, no, it's just Godzilla, everyone. Don't worry. I'm a worm biologist. <laughs> yeah, there are a lot of movies that, that are not good that he's been in. <laughs> War Games is so good, though. War Games is War, really good. Um, oh, I mean, 80s, if you go back to like Matthew 80s, Lady Hawk and... I like Stepford Wives I thought was very good. You son of a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> 
There was also a, new, a movie I, I I always saw the cover of and like, oh, I wonder what that movie's about. But then Nicole Kidman like creeped me out, so I yeah. she's couldn't kinda, watch yeah, she's it. Pretty, pretty, pretty. He's a frightening lady. Yeah. Um. But yeah. Overall, really, I really liked this. I mean, when I saw it as a kid, I watched this like so many times. This was um. I saw this film because it was on HBO and it was one of those free weekends where you got to like just get to a trial version of HBO, and I was like, oh, man, the cable guy's on. It's going to be great. And young me was not ready for the cable guy. <laughs> I was expecting somebody to talk out of his butt. I was expecting so many other Ace, Vent- Ace Ventura or, or uh, Living this, Color moments. I was say, is this before or after The Mask? This is after The Mask by okay. about two years. Yeah, I, I think I remember renting this movie from Blockbuster a couple times. I really liked it. But I, I've had a lot, like, my introduction to movies, like, I saw some pretty, like, rated R movies when I was, like, <laughs> seven or eight, and probably yeah. shouldn't have seen them. Like, I remember seeing Taxi Driver. That, oh, man. That, that HBO free weekend, you could see a lot of, you could, I mean, like, Basic <laughs> yeah. Instinct would be on. Oh, man. You know, I, Total Recall might be on. There'd be some, like, graphic things. Yeah, I, I remember one time seeing the movie Boys Don't Cry with my mom, and I oh, was, like, boy. ten. <laughs> and it's about, like... Boys did oh, cry that day. It's about, like, this girl who's, like... Transitioning into a into a male and there's a bunch of rednecks. Older than ten, but I could be wrong. Um, no, I think this movie. I think it came out like eight ninety eight ninety nine, maybe two thousand. I might have been like eleven or twelve. That was a little later. There's a lot of nudity and like violence, and I was (laughs) like, I shouldn't watch this. I I literally remember there were times where my mom mom was like, "All right, just cover your eyes, (laughs) (laughs) mommy. I don't think this is age appropriate for me. I need to watch Teletubby." Which were probably popular at the time. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I guess so. <laughs> Whatever. I watch Power You can just run, like, do Barney or, uh, uh, what's the... the yeah. The, the... Mom, this this part is too sexual. Can you turn on Barney? Just watch Gullah Gullah Island <laughs> with Zabumafu and... <laughs> oh, man. So, uh, join us in part two. We'll see what we got right and see what we got wrong. I think we kind of got a lot of... I think we crushed We might have missed a few things, but I think we yeah. nailed it. I wonder. I'm wondering. We might have just misordered some stuff too. Who knows? Maybe, yeah, I think yeah. that's going to be like times was after whatever. That's the probably going to be the. That'll, that'll be the worst of it. Maybe yeah. some cameos missed. But, but I'm, I'm sure we crunched this one. What Captain yeah. crunched it? Yeah, that, <laughs> we don't say that. No, that's not a thing. You count chocolate? You, you say crush it usually. Cru- no, that's a drink, Brad. That's orange crush. It's what you're thinking of. Like get the grape kind. Oh, grape crush. Okay, you're just a weird. Everyone thing. says weird orange thing. crush though. Everyone's all about that orange crush. I like crush. that strawberry crush, too. Oh, you guys Brad, that strawberry so, Go back to Europe, you weirdo. <laughs> I had I had some paperwork I gave to a client, and I was just like, just fill it out, I'll pick it back up later. And as I picked it up, I looked to the next page, and he was like, sorry, I spilled a bunch of orange crush all over this. <laughs> <laughs> it was really funny. It was very funny. And you were like, totally crushed it. We don't have ads on this episode, but if we did, they'd go here. But we don't, so enjoy the show. battle to the death they will kill us both this isn't star trek 
Welcome to part two of Cable Guy. We watched Cable Guy. It was a Cable Guy movie. <laughs> did anyone accidentally watch a Larry the Cable Guy stand-up special? <laughs> Oops. I did read uh, in the trivia that Larry the Cable Guy got offended that they were making a movie called Cable Guy. And he, he got his uh, manager to, to... Was he even close to famous at this point? No, he but he was on the rise. Be. Okay. Because that was just one of his characters. Like, when he wasn't famous, he had, like, 100 characters he used to do in his stand-up routines. Well, he was trying yeah, to develop that one in particular. I guess. All right, so Matthew Broderick was on a break because he proposed to Leslie Mann. Yep. yep. That's why they weren't together at the yeah. beginning of the film. Um, Jim Carrey, like, sexes up that wall. I, I forgot about that part where he's like, he, like, he's, like, feeling out where oh, to put the cable. Oh, yeah. And he, there's a, yeah. He does a lot of specifically, like, Cunnilingusy things in this film, I'd say. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm just, yeah, yeah. I think even just having the lisp itself <laughs> it makes it makes you feel like that. Yeah. Okay. Uh, ben Stiller killed his twin brother, and that's why he was on trial. Yes, it, it wasn't, wasn't their parents. parents, but I think that's the trial it was based off of. Yeah, the Menendez brothers. Yeah. Which Eric Roberts plays him in the t- made that the TV movie. That was great. Movie. I forgot about that. Yeah, I totally Matthew Broderick's flipping channels and I wish I, I almost wish there was more because Eric Roberts as both characters was hilarious. <laughs> yeah, killing it. Matthew Broderick works as an architect. No, did we get that? I, yeah. I thought we did. I, 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 I did. We, I, don't I think we, we did. But that's, you that's, might have been that's wrong. That's for sure. It, but I said it. Whether or not we have these right or wrong, I'm just like stating like the facts that okay. we were going to consider. All right. Uh, Tony Robbins' help tape. Um, was it a Tony Robbins tape? It was not a Tony Robbins tape. He's this motivational speaker. Tony Robbins? He's this no, it was, but, it was someone else, but it was... But I like any of the moments where there's where there's shots of a television and there's actually real things on the TV. It like, really brings me into the world. Yeah, Like this sure. is like, you know, could really happen. Not everything I mean, on the TV is And you were there for right from the beginning of the movie because that's like the Jerry Springer, opening titles. Was, yeah, yeah, opening like, titles that go through a bunch of... Uh, Watching actual shows, yeah. And I, did, I forgot that uh, Jim Carrey like quotes... So many different movies and all the time. TV, yeah, like, all the time. quoted Jerry like, Springer even. Yeah, uh-huh. like a Goes final thought. Doing all that kind of stuff throughout the whole film. Yeah, um, we never. He never meets his father. He was just like a just a thing that happened. Um, yeah, I think he was just an accident. Like his mom probably just met some guy at the bar, and that's that's a life that she lived. Is what we got from that very mm-hmm. short scene. Yeah, that's uh, yeah. I forgot how many obligatory shots of Jim Carrey's crotch there are in that basketball sequence. Oh yeah, and that that is not. It was great. That was not good to see. <laughs> you like the, the, that was hilarious. You see his crotch so often in that. Did you see the sequence. scene where he's dribbling two balls? Mm-hmm. They were both oh. fake. Yeah, yeah. Both of them were fake. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> and, and, I never even noticed it until I was reading that, and it was like, yeah, apparently he's terrible at basketball, yeah. so they had to digitally yeah. do the balls. Which, uh, we said that the basketball scene happened after the medieval times, but it's it didn't. Before. Yeah, it yeah it's like the, one of the first things yeah. they do. Yeah, he kind of just shows up on his own to that scene, too. Like, Matthew Broderick doesn't invite him or even know. He's just, like, <laughs> I, don't feel, I feel like Matthew Broderick didn't invite him to anything. <laughs> he yeah. just keeps well, showing up. eventually he does when he, like, agrees to go blazes with him. Yeah. The gotta warm up scene was good, where he, like, runs from the line <laughs> to line. <laughs> Back and forth. I forgot, that's like a classic. That was really good. Um, I had seen about film. that. Yeah, because he keeps cutting back and forth between like wide shots of him on the other line. Uh, so, so it's it's difficult when you have a group of best friends and then another group of best friends and they're meeting for the first time. Yeah, I kind of I kind of like that that scene in the basketball because it, it was kind of reminded me of just how awkward it can be. Yeah, when you're like yeah. you've been friends with somebody for like ten years and this friend for ten years. 
but they've never met each other. This is right. like, a like, awkward like when Brad showed up and I was hanging out and I was like, get this mother <laughs> out, of out of here. Get him out of here. Why did I tell Brad that? Ooh, oh, it, <laughs> it's so hard to, it's just not always easy to make best friends become best friends. Yeah. Yeah, I think it's true, and it's and so sometimes difficult. it goes just like it did in this film. Where, where yeah. you're like, God, what is wrong? Jack with Jack Black is really resentful of Jim Carrey throughout yeah. the entire film. But then I, his reasons end up making sense because Jim Carrey just goes crazy. He's bananas. Starts, yeah, he starts messing with Matthew Broderick's life. Oh yeah, yep. And yeah, mm-hmm. and, and it helps be, in that Jack Black's character is the only one that like believes him basically. Yeah, yeah. Forgot the scene about like the multiple messages where Chip leaves. I think yeah. that's like the first sign of him going off the deep end completely. Yep, is when he just like single leaves him like twenty messages like yeah. the day after they meet. Yeah, and just yeah, call after call after call. Yeah, does after that does he go to the medieval times? Yeah, I think it's I think it's after yes, the messages because after the messages he opens up the door for Leslie Mann and they try to watch Sleepless in Seattle but they can't. Okay, because and then and then he Jim Carrey agrees. To fix the cable if he hangs out with them. Okay. And that's when they go to medieval times. Yeah. Sounds right. Um, there was another thing I was going to touch on during that scene that I forgot. Oh, were you? Okay. I, I feel like we pretty much... Oh, yeah. He's already outside before he calls the on the phone. Oh, that was good. That's always in... There's a lot of really nice touches in this film. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I did. Re- yeah, yeah, where the cable's out yeah, and he's about to dial. That was actually... Already, I thought that was really good. He's already knocking at the door. It was like in Pleasantville when... <laughs> oh yeah, when Don Knotts just shows up. Oh, right yeah, yeah, that's true. And, like we didn't even call the TV repair yet. Uh, I have a side note that just like the way the movie shot is really cool. There's a lot of wide, medium shots with push-ins. Very few close-ups. Yeah, a lot of push-ins. A lot of also some like whip pans, like that I wasn't expecting. Like right in the beginning, after Jim Carrey like finishes setting up his cable, I don't remember what the line is, but he says something. And it just whip pans three like one eighty through the whole room to Jim or to Matthew Broderick's character. Then mm-hmm. like it was right in the beginning, but it really stuck out to me, and that I feel like continues very much. A lot of camera movement, yeah, and a lot of yeah. So the DP was Robert Brinkman, and he also shot the Beverly Hills Billies, Beverly Hill Billies. <laughs> yeah, I was like, Encino C- uh, Man, uh, Rules of Attraction, oh, another Man movie, Stiller movie, and uh, Sugar and Spice, which is like a little unknown film yeah. that I really like, cheerleading movie. Yeah, which is cheerleaders to rob a bank. Yeah. Oh yeah. But, He's, uh, he's just really good DP. He knows how to, he knows where to put a camera. So he worked on... He worked on... He has a kind of connection between the uh, Little Rascals, because... Yeah, he, he, didn't, he, on... didn't sh- he didn't shoot the Little Rascals, and that, right. that's a mistake. I think if he would have shot that film, it would have been way better. It would have been a nightmare for him, though, to shoot, <laughs> oh, shoot a movie with little kids. Oh, mm. Jesus. Oh, man. Um, I noticed that Jim Carrey kind of starts wearing Matthew Broderick's clothes, which I'd never picked up on. Like right oh, he's after, wearing the he's wearing his hoodie after. Yes. Like, he's trying to like become him. Yep. that's when it comes into full effect. He's trying to gain his power, you know. And I think Jim Carrey has a lot of good advice in the film too, and it usually works out for the most part. But yeah, and I think the implication though is that he's picked all this advice up just from TV shows. So yeah, it's like correct. supposed to be kind of cliche, but the yeah, like right in the beginning, like he gives him a bunch of good advice on how to win Robin back. Uh-huh. And there's there's a lot of moments where he's he's giving that good advice and he seems like a good friend, but then he just doesn't understand boundaries. Yes. And Matthew Broderick also, his character isn't good at really setting those boundaries, and so they always get crossed, and that's that's the big issue yeah. with the movie. Well, it's weird having like somebody access to your apartment like that, you know? It's like yeah. 
Yeah. The then you find out that he's been recording him for a long time. Yeah, there's mm-hmm. cameras inside. Because that footage of him of Matthew Broderick talking about his boss was from like way earlier. Right in the beginning, in the yeah. Like so when he did like that first cable setup. Yeah. Is probably when so he he's put been that spying in. on him for a long time. Mm-hmm. Matthew Broderick has to land the big deal in the in the yeah. film. Yeah, he's gonna he's like the, the big nice, project. A nice trope that exists in films that we didn't remember. Yep. Yeah, they don't really go into it too much. You don't really know what the big deal is. Yeah, but he needs to land right? that big deal. Or else it's it, kind or of funny. But yeah. Um, I also didn't realize that Jim Carrey had slept with that prostitute, which makes it like extra creepy. Like oh, the I remember first that one. Yeah, he's like, I tried her out last week. Yeah, and yeah. that like doubles up the creepiness factor yeah. of them both like having. He's like, the, he's buy, like forcing. Connections. I buy this time. Buy next time. He's yeah. Like, what are you talking about? Yeah. Yeah. I, I was okay with that part, but then I didn't realize until I saw it this time that he had slept with her. Yeah, he said yes. she's clean. So, like, he almost wanted them to have that connection. They're Eskimo oh. buddies now. Yeah, they wanted them to be Eskimo Eskimo brothers. Yeah. Uh-oh. We totally missed the uh, nightmare sequence. Yeah, we well, after we stopped recording, we, we immediately yes, talked Yes, that's about true, actually. <laughs> yeah, but on the recording, <laughs> we totally missed yeah. it. Yeah, he's got those crazy contacts in. And his, that's like, such a cool his, scene. His, <laughs> his suit is, like, shiny, like, glittery, weird. Um, yeah, that, that scene is awesome. Yeah. It's like a really long hallway that just yes. keeps running down. Yes. Yeah. Jim Carrey's, Jim Carrey has so many improv moments that are just, no other actor could pick up on or do. Mm-hmm. Just kind of just... Like the, um... Out. The Silence of the Lambs sequence was a complete improv scene. Yeah, and I didn't mm-hmm. notice it until watching it this time that in the shot of uh, Jim Carrey doing that, you can see Matthew Broderick just losing it. Like, yeah. he is cracking up. And you could tell that... I, it definitely seemed to me that this was something not planned. People break through and in this movie all the time. All the time. Like, I mentioned Even, that Owen Wilson he, Yeah, break, Owen that was, Wilson that getting was bad. beaten in Wait, the back. I didn't was, see he's it. Laughing oh, he's laughing the entire time. while he's getting... Well, like, when, when Jim Carrey's doing the stuff with his hair and messing around with him, he's, like, laughing while going, ah! The entire scene, like, Owen Wilson has a smile <laughs> on his face. Yes. Yeah, I guess he kind of had, like, a weird face, but I didn't see him, like, directly laughing. I was kind of yep. looking out for it. No, no. Yeah, he's just, I was he's definitely smiling like that whole scene. I will say I didn't see it myself. But it, was there. it is a funny scene, though. That's That scene and like the Medieval Times are my two favorite scenes mm-hmm. in the entire film. And I, I I don't know if it has to do with uh, what's happening in the scenes or just him doing the songs for both of them. Because the Star Trek singing is hilarious. Mm-hmm. Um, and is my number one favorite scene. And then him doing the Salt Peanuts, the... Uh, Dizzy Gillespie saw peanuts in the bathroom. It's so good. Yeah, and even when, like right from the beginning, where he's like bribing the butler yeah, to leave the he thing, working hard, and he like he see Owen Wilson like closes the stall, and Jim Carrey's already inside <laughs> yeah, of it. Even though the stall is like from top to bottom, it's yeah. like there's no way to get it. Pops up. That's so good. Physical comedy is great in this movie. <laughs> totally. Yeah, it really is. He says scramby eggs, which I thought was fun. I'm gonna try to say scramby <laughs> eggs now. It's a good name. I'm scramby eggs. <laughs> I'm just gonna come over for the record this podcast and be like, guys, want some scrambled eggs? Some we'll like, eggs? Brad, it's like six o'clock. It's, what do you know? Uh, Andy, you'll like this. I um, picked up on a Warriors reference in the movie. What? I missed a Warriors reference? Go back to the karaoke scene. There's a guy in that scene, so you know it's all like older people. Yes. There's a guy in there with a kind of lazy eye. And he is the leader of the orphans. Really? In the Warriors. Like, that's his costume for that scene? Or? No, no, it's he the, was the same guy. Same guy. 
the same guy who is oh, the orphan man. leader in okay. the in the movie The Warriors is in the karaoke oh, scene. I don't know if I would have recognized him at all. But... I recognize him only because his eye was a little lazy and he had okay. pretty much the same like poofy kind of mullety hair. Yeah. Okay. I looked him up and it is definitely him. Hmm. Did anyone have to look up the police chief? Because I think he may have also been like a popular. Oh, he's in other. a ton of stuff. He's yeah, like he a is. very like. The police uh, guy was in uh, uh, Silence of the Lambs, I think. Like, as one of the cops in Silence of the Lambs. Not, like, a major character, but... Yeah, he's definitely a character actor. Yeah, he's, he's like one of those like background guy, characters. That's yeah, a lot of plays stuff. Jerky police officer. He a great police officer number three in eight movies. <laughs> Jim yep. Carrey has a staple gun, not a real yeah, gun. Yeah, where did that come from? Because it's like, it was too scary, I guess, to have a real gun. Maybe. Just, like, without well, character. I was re- the trivia mentions, like, a deleted scene where he shoots, like, a staple gun into Matthew Broderick or something. So maybe it's, like... That's just his thing. Was it like? Did he like staple up someone's butt? Or yeah, something? yeah. It said like he stapled a TV on his butt, or and stitched I a TV. Into I couldn't his understand butt. what that even meant. I have no idea. That, I'm like, I, I want to see this scene because I don't understand what that was talking about. But I, I feel like they probably didn't even shoot it. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's it's hard to find the balance between like the comedy and the scariness of the in this the tone of this film. Yeah, really which is apparently why a lot of people didn't like the movie because they thought it was too weird. And it, yeah, they didn't expect it to be dark. They expected it to be another Ace Ventura. Yeah, um, there's a lot of comedy in the weirdness. But... Yeah, oh, I love it. I love the dark humor in this movie. Yeah. It's so good. Mm. I mean, um, I, I prefer dark humor in, in yeah. movies. Like, I'm not more one to enjoy like goofy, goofy comedies like Ace Ventura. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't actually. I don't like Ace Ventura that much. Don't tell anybody. Ace Ventura two. Don't I, tell anybody. I like Ace Ventura two better than the first one, and that's like a bad thing to say. Yeah, but they're they're okay, but they're certainly not my preferred movies. And the only other correction but... I had that he throws himself off of the satellite. Oh, dish off the tower. The, yeah. Okay. He just kind of like he goes through this breakdown sequence where he realizes that he was the problem the whole time. Yeah. And he just admits defeat by himself. And yep. And then doesn't die. No, he just goes on to befriend that other helicopter man. Yeah. Yep, and then probably stalk him. Yep. So there could be a sequel. Cable Guy 2. We'll see of, in theaters. A lot of great music in this movie. A lot of great sets. I feel like now would be the time to make a Cable Guy sequel. I, I want to see another movie like this one. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Or just in general, more movies like this. Because I think they either go too weird or too... Maybe not even funny. They just like become all in on the weird, and that's... It's gotta be. They just, it's hard to find that balance. I think like Death to Smoochie is the only one like pops out of doing it like amazingly well. Sure. Okay. Like a dark comedy. Like no, dark I think comedies. we pretty much got everything. We nailed this movie pretty good. Yeah. We might have missed just a few things. I really no, I liked. Really I, I loved watching this again. This I love this movie. This movie's great. Yeah, I watch this movie all the time. I could watch yep. it right now. I'd watch it again. Right, yeah, I'd watch it again right now. Totally. Mm-hmm. I think this movie works no problems. I did really like that the fact that it takes place in like. What, when did this get made? Like, 97? 96. Yeah. Where he's, like, explaining all the great things that will, like, come on, like, on cable. Like, the gaming. Mortal or, Kombat. Like, oh, yeah, the internet. Said, and he said, like, play games in your TV Japan. and your phone, or your TV, your phone, and the internet will all be connected. It's, like, all stuff that actually did. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that was he's funny. A, he's a prognosticator. I kind of want to see what someone would say in today's day and age of what would happen in the next batch of uh, technology in 10 years or whatever. Right. I don't know. You tell us. VR, something or another? Living in virtual reality? Uh, didn't you see the new Tron? We're all going to be living in computers. <laughs> didn't you see Independence Day 2 where we become, we transfer our consciousness into computers? Transcendence. It's a real it's a real deal. Um, 
I thought it was interesting just re- reading some of that trivia too that Jim Carrey's salary accounted for like half the film's budget. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Good, he made twenty million to make this film. Yeah. First Ben Stiller was going to do it himself, and then he didn't want it to, or like and then Chris Farley was going to do Chris it. Chris Farley and Chris Farley was only going to get three million yeah. with the contract. <laughs> so I wonder if there was the budget. If Jim Carrey, if there was seventeen million more dollars to this film, I wonder what they would have done with it. I don't, know. I, I don't think they yeah. really needed. Yeah, I don't feel like this film lacked anything. Well, it didn't lack anything, but they definitely. I mean, they they played with the limitations that they had. But if That's they true. if they didn't have to, under what they wouldn't have um, cut back on. I, I don't know. I don't, I don't know. I feel like if they added more of a budget to it, aside from Ben Solo directing it, and giving all those parts to his friends mostly, they probably would have got like other big name actors to be a part of it, like Could someone be. else to play the Jack Black character. Someone else would be like Leslie Mann, because she wasn't a name at that point. Yeah. yeah. She was like kind of like up and coming. She was in a couple movies after that. Like um, Big Daddy. Uh, actually, that's it. <laughs> <laughs> actually, I can't remember any other Leslie she, Mann movies. She hasn't done any other film. Yeah, except Judd Ap- any Judd Apatow film. <laughs> Because yeah, right. they got well, married like right after this. This is a Judd Apatow film. Yeah. Right, yeah they, yeah. they like met on this film and then got married like the next year. Weird. <clears throat> Not getting married that fast. It's Hollywood, baby. Live with it, Brad. That's how you do it. That's how you, that's how you roll. Live with it, Brad. I actually didn't like Leslie Mann this time around. I, I didn't like her character. No, that I thought much. she was all right. Didn't yeah, I her, was her hair bugged me a little bit more than it, you didn't it like had the bob or whatever. She, the, yeah, that she, was like it was the, nine, the '90s though. Rachel hair or whatever. That was not sort of. the Rachel. Yeah, but it was the Robin. Is that her name? Right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I guess <laughs> it just curls upon curls. But very short. Mm-hmm. Almost like just a perm. <laughs> I'd like to see her character be more um, developed. I thought Jack Black was was really good. I liked him a lot as his character. He was just kind of like pouty mean guy. He was like kind of yeah. Well, but he was also a little eccentric in his own way, but in like a lovable way, I guess I would say, yeah. in, as opposed to like I was, a scary I think he was way. A little of... bit detestable because when Matthew Broderick tells him he doesn't want to go to that concert, he's kind of a dick. Dick Black's he doesn't take that pretty, rejection well. He's a pretty big dick. He's like he's like drives off in the car and he's just kind of mean about it. Yeah. I don't know. Well, but I feel like he had reason to be mean. Like they made plans to go see this concert and he just totally backed out. He on did it kind of for the last him. minute. But the whole idea is that like Jim Carrey, I guess, is is telling him to go with Robin, and then the one time Jack Black wants to do something and Robin's stopping him, he's mad. So that's kind of a, a different. I guess that's what they wanted to do, to make those juxt- that juxtaposition happen. Yeah, I guess. Maybe. I don't, I don't know. But yeah. Overall, we nailed it. We you, know this movie. It's great. Yeah. Everyone should watch it again. Yeah, mm-hmm. totally watch it all the time. Yep. I mean, everyone can yell cable guy at everybody else. Is that what you do? Is that not what you do? That's what you do. That's what you do. Have you done that before? Uh, I did it to my cats this morning. Join us next week when we talk about Beverly Hills Ninja. Please rate, like, and subscribe to us on iTunes. We don't have any ratings on iTunes, so that would be a big help. As always, check us out at whatremember.com.